Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her difference. Good. I did it. Good one. Different. I actually wrote differences. But differences. Different. I felt different like. Different she is. <laughs> oh, there. No, her and that's she. not. Uh, that's how tired I am. I was I'm like, sorry, oh. are you judging me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Joy. You almost let's not be ridiculous, okay? <laughs> you almost convinced me <laughs> that there was a her and a she. <laughs> that is how tired I am. <laughs> so someone asked me, "Oh, bless her heart." One of our listeners was like, "How do you, you know?" She has like all these little, real little kids. Like uh-huh. she was like, "How do you stay on top of like this and that and this and that?" And I thought I was being super encouraging, and I was like, "You don't. <laughs> you can't. That's right. not a thing." Yeah. Wait until your kids get older. Yeah. You do. Uh, you have to like. That's just not a thing. Well, it's not, and I'm not even fully in that mode because I just have one little kid. But the, even now, even there that. are still things that I'm like, okay, that's just not. Yeah, gonna get you're done, not gonna or get that's that. just gonna get done tomorrow or next right. week or whatever. And I've already, okay. I've already forgotten how this conversation ties into what we started with. Like that's mom life. Oh yeah. I don't even remember how we got here, but the point is, is that I thought I was being encouraging. And I'm not sure that I was, <laughs> but I am starting to, I am starting to get into that stage where like my older kids are getting a little bit older, like that much older mm-hmm. to where like I can trust them with some things, Yeah, you know, and it's so amazing. Well, and even then there's like, there's this like trade off. Like if you want them to help you with the dishwasher, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be like, okay, it may not be put away perfectly It's not going to be time. perfect like, and you just but, have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah. And so that, you know. Yeah. Right. How did we get here? Hi, I'm Summer Yeager. <laughs> I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. I don't even think we did this in the last recording. We, we did. did. We I did. don't think I introduced myself. They don't know who I am. You did. We talked about a goofy movie. I know, but I don't think we did the My Beautiful Co-host thing. Oh. We skipped it. I. It's not. I mean, it's not necessary to. I didn't, the show can still happen. Is it still happening? I'm not sure. Are we recording? I <laughs> didn't have any yerba today. Carmen's like, <laughs> um, I pressed pause. Because you didn't because say, you guys you didn't do beautiful co-hosts and I just thought you didn't want to record after that. I just thought you guys were chatting. <laughs> no one wants to hear this. Hi guys. Well yeah, I'm Summer Jaeger. Mm-hmm. That was my thought that I had was that I was trying to be you know, like when you're trying to be encouraging and you think what you're saying is encouraging, but then someone's like, Hey, that wasn't encouraging. Does that ever happened to you? It happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I tr- I've tried. I think some people are encouraged. They find um like different things encouraging. Right. Like yeah. some people they they prefer idealism uh-huh. as an encouragement. Mm-hmm. Whereas some and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. And then right. some people um they like a little bit of like reality check. Yeah. That's what they I find want. that encouraging. Yeah. Um, you know, like someone who's like a little cynical. 
They're like, oh, I'm encouraged by that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cynical people are my favorite. Um, I did see, this doesn't, I'm Joy. Hi. Um, <laughs> and I did, this doesn't really relate mm. at all. But I did, okay. I was thinking about, like, do you, how often would you say you see something weird and you like want to take a picture of it and... Does it like happen to you Once regularly? A day. Okay. All right. Good. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the picture and I, man, I wish I had because I just don't feel like telling you is going to do it justice. <laughs> well, now you have to tell me. But um, I was. Hold on. I have to pull a beard hair out of my mic. Yeah. One was poking my chin <laughs> earlier. This is what it's like to record at Apologia Studios. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, tell me about this. I was getting off the freeway. Okay. And going to go to a grocery store. Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw a man carrying what I've decided could have only been a jug full of his own urine. Oh, no. (laughs) We're talking like a big jug. Like, maybe like two and a half gallon jug. Uh Uh-huh. He must have been on country Translucent. (laughs) So not like... No, I was on Ray and the 101. Wow. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I was in like a yeah. n- nice area. Yeah. Um, I for sure thought you're on Country Club. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. it was like translucent, so not totally clear. Mm. And there's nothing quite the color of, like when you're talking about that much urine. Yeah. I wonder why. Not quite. I don't want to know why. Never mind. It, just get in a, like an opaque container. He was just walking down the road with yeah, us? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Welcome. And to I thought to take a picture. Arizona. Well, and then I just couldn't do it because of you were driving. The traffic was timing and everything. Right. But you know, the world is an interesting. What place. would cause you to need to do that? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was lemonade. She's looking at me like it's not a lemonade. Two and a half gallon <laughs> jug of lemonade. You never know what I life gave him. Re- lemons. <laughs> And people really like lemonade. He made lemonade. Enough to haul it by on foot all over town. <laughs> and he already drank about two gallons of it. I don't know. So if it Listen, it wasn't if it was lemonade, he certainly was gonna need a place to pee. Yeah. I mean two gallons. Anyway. anyway. I just thought I just saw it and I can still imagine it in my brain, but Mm, yeah it sounds pretty maybe no the world is people are that's actually the perfect intro to our topic today (laughs) yes people are different (laughs) yeah people are really different yeah well okay so we had a uh, one of our listeners left a voicemail and was like asking if we could talk about what it is how to have unity in non-essentials essentially so we've we've talked about unity um how do you decide what is adiaphora um so how do you decide you know this is so let's say for instance um you and i can have unity in the body in the church because we both agree that salvation is by faith alone so you and i both agree we cannot work our way to heaven right if one of us believed that we had to work our way to heaven, we would have two different faiths because right. justification by faith alone is an essential. It's right. an essential to the faith. Um, so an example of a non-essential that we can, something we can disagree on, but we can, we're still in the same faith. 
Um, oh my goodness, there's so many. <laughs> What's I should have written one down. Um, well, is, a part of me just wants to like pull from the text and be like, the eating of sacrificial meat. The, there you go. The we, eating. That's not so much applicable. <laughs> it's not a very like. You can be vegetarian. You can be vegetarian. I can eat meat. We can right. still, but you know, m- more so things related to the faith would be like eschatology. Right. You could mm-hmm. be uh, post mill. I could be pre mill. We have the same faith. Right. You know, you could be a mill. I could be post mill. We have the same faith. Mm-hmm. So it's issues of eschatology, while important, like I'm not trying to downplay that, it doesn't change that we have the same gospel. Right. Um, so basically our listener was asking, you know, well, how do you have unity in the body on these non-essentials? Not that they're not important. So right. don't hear me saying that. But these things that, you know, maybe someone is... Uh, young earth creationist and someone's an old earth right. creationist. I grew up in a church where you we had a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I thought it was a really good question. It is something we have kind of touched on before, but not exactly in the way that she um, was asking. Um, and so I just thought, well, number one, I still am waiting for the time that we discover what you and I, what our theological disagreement is. Have yeah, we I run into it yet? I have one. I know. Well, we have to have one somewhere. Right? We've got to. It's just so funny to me that we haven't run into it yet. Like, I don't know what it is. There's got to be, there has to be something somewhere. And even my husband and I, we have theological disagreements. Not that many. I mean, very, very few, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that we. I'm so curious. I can't wait to find it out. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited for the day. You guys will definitely hear about it. I Yes. I'm so excited for the day that we're talking and then. You're just like, I don't agree with that. <laughs> like, right. I, like, I'm really looking forward to it, strangely. But anyway. I mean, it's hard because we, <clears throat> we have very similar mm-hmm. disciple, disciplers. Right. Dis- <laughs> disciplers. No. Dis- mentors. Is there a word teachers? for that? Pastors. Yeah, te- teachers, elders. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The point is. Well, like. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to find it and I'm excited. But anyway, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, so and it just made me think about um, something that we something my, my pastor is preaching through Ephesians right now. And there is a huge emphasis on unity um, that we should be believers should be dwelling together in unity. But then there's also the fact that we're all a part of one body. Um, and we're different parts of that body. So he's. We've been thinking through how, um, how each of us is different but essential to the church that mm-hmm. we're in, and we're supposed to use our individual gifts for in in service of the church. Um, and sometimes I think what that means is that we can look at um, the gifts that we have, and maybe not really value them. So, so some of us have gifts that are more visible. Um, so obviously the gifts that, you know, the pastor has of teaching and overseeing, that is probably the most visible gift in the church because Mm. he's literally up in front of the church every week. But then you have people with gifts of service and encouragement that you're not going to know how this person is using their gift day by day necessarily right. unless you're the receiver of the right. gift yeah. um and so, so a lot of times we can wrongly look at different gifts and say oh I, well i have this gift but i want this other person's right. gift yeah um as opposed to really 
saying, okay, well, this is how God built me. Here's how I can use this in service to the church. Right. And so um, it was just so funny because I have a friend who, and I, this was the story I told you earlier. I have a friend who um, she and I are so different. We have such different gifts. And I thought I would tell her about this time that she said something that just like encouraged me so much. And she said it like almost 20 years ago to me. (laughs) And I think about it all the time. And she has no idea that this thing she said in passing has Uh been so like impactful. And I was like, I should tell her like as much as I think about that thing that she said to me, like she should know that she has helped shape how I think about this thing. And so I was like, you know, there's no way you're going to remember this. It was seriously like back in like 2003, 2004 or something like that. But, you know, you said X, Y, and Z and and here's how it's impacted me. And it was so funny because she goes, oh, no, I remember that conversation. I remember every conversation I've ever had because that is how her brain works. Right. And I just it really hit me. I'm like, wow, we are so different. You know, she she thinks I'm so smart. I don't remember a single conversation right. I had back in 2003, except for that one line that she said, you know, but that is a gift that she has. And she's able to use that because she remembers these like weird details right. about people that the rest of us don't. So what does that mean about her? She's a really great gift giver. Yeah. Like she remembers like these weird things about you and she will uh, turn that into a cool gift for you. Yeah. She's very thoughtful and detail oriented. And so she serves the church in that way, in a way that I would never be able to do. That right. is not something I can do. And so the difference between us there is just beautiful. Like God d- designed that and gave her that gift for a reason. And she turns around and she uses it for people. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just really cool how, and I think something we can mistakenly do is envy someone else's gift while missing out the blessing on the gift that we have and and using it to bless others well yeah we have this very interesting god created us in a very interesting way which is not like him knowing everything right we have this very unique perspective Mm -hmm. on life and the Mm -hmm. planet which is our own perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um whether you want to get as far go as far as to say like our physical perspective like your perspective physically is different from my husband's because he is a foot taller than you (laughs) right yes like so he's true like he he literally sees sees the world differently (laughs) than you this is true Uh um and then of course that there's that perspective of like your personality or how you are the things that you are good at or maybe the things Things you're not so good at or remember i always kind of think of this isn't like a total 100% comparison, but I think of um, kids who get diagnosed with dyslexia Mm -hmm. and it's not because they say, mom, I have dyslexia. (laughs) They don't say anything because they think that letters are backwards. Right. That's what Mm -hmm. like there's, that's your perspective there. So until somebody tells you, right. Oh, it's does, doesn't actually look like that. Right. You, you don't, don't know, know. <laughs> so right. like you really don't like in a way like our we can um mm-hmm. our perspective can obviously give us blind blind spots like we mm-hmm. think we can also d- do other people the disservice of thinking everybody is like us mm-hmm. um and that's something i noticed that that i do on occasion yes. which is that you think because i tend to be more of the like thinking conscientious 
mm-hmm. like uh, the overthinker, the detail person. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people just don't think of details and it's like, well, like, why didn't they think about this? And it's like, yeah. they just don't think like that. Right. They don't, they like, it never would have occurred to them to think right. of, but what about this incidental, right. you know? And that's mm-hmm. just not how everybody thinks. And so, yeah, you definitely, um, you don't want to do other people a disservice by thinking that every single person is just like you or thinks just right. like you. Right. Um, and, you know, we also, we were talking about this earlier and we like sometimes, so like we have this unique perspective that we just kind of have, you know, um, but there's also sort of a, um, like our perspective grows uh-huh. as we experience more things or know more things. Um, yep. And so even like your perspective as a little kid, obviously like changes, mm-hmm. um, but you can, you can um, use that, your perspective's maturity as um, a disservice to people too. Mm-hmm. Like you may not understand, mm-hmm. like you may look at, at um, someone's relationship, their mm-hmm. marriage and be like, well, I just don't understand why this and this happens. Right. And it's like, well, if you've not been married and I'm certainly not applying that on a large scale, I'm just, right. Of course. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's things that you can, an unmarried person can understand. I'm not saying if you're not married, you can't understand anything about a marriage. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But um, there we we can't pretend we know we have perspective on things that we don't necessarily right. have perspective on. Right. Like if so, if you're looking at someone who's been married for 45 years. Right. And you're just like, I don't I would never do it this way. And it's like, well. Right. <laughs> no offense. Maybe you but wouldn't. This person's been married for 45 years. Right. What do you know about right. that? You and know? maybe you'll get married and you'll be married for 45 years and you won't do it that way. But also right. like. Maybe you will. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be married for 45 years. Right. For sure. Um, But yeah. And so it's it's very interesting. I was t- I told you I was like we're trying to have the conversation like the Christian version of um, like be nice, be kind to everybody because you don't, you don't know, know what they're going through time right. of thing, which obviously we agree with to an extent. In part. We're, we're supposed to be sure. just kind and loving to people right. in general. You should be kind. Right. Not just because you don't know what people are going through though. Right. <laughs> like <Yeah>. that's not <laughs> right. super that's not related. In the Bible. That's and not I, a verse. <laughs> I think a lot of times, especially in, I think this discussion is related to the question of unity and differences because we have to be careful that our perspective does not become a moral ought right. for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm looking at this couple that's been married for 45 years. And from my perspective, X, Y, and Z should be done this way. Therefore I make it a moral issue right. for them if they don't. Right. Where um, that family is so unorganized and they're late to church and they cr- crawl all over everybody to get to the, <laughs> to get, you know, seated and everything. And it's like, well, I'm organized and I make sure that we, Right. Start getting our family ready at this time and Therefore, we get here 15 minutes early, you know, right. and they're interrupting my service and that's wrong. And, you know, right. like there are you can make a moral you can make moral demands out of your perspective. But you have to remember that you don't know everything. Right. You don't know what happened. Well, and I do think that applies with some of these audiophora like differences, mm-hmm. because sometimes your differences are because of 
level of discipleship. That's right. Yeah. So if someone walks into your church and doesn't immediately have all the same theological views as you. Right. They may have just been coming from a church where they were not discipled at all. Right. Where they don't Maybe even they were know, never they may not even know. Right. That the, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even know that there are different eschatological views. Right. They think there is one. There's only one. It's the one they've heard. Yeah. You know. And so that's the thing is you you don't know. Like you mm-hmm. you don't know what you can't just assume everyone's been discipled like me. Right. You know, that's not that's not fair. And that is doing right. your neighbor. That's being unloving to your neighbor and that's doing right. them a disservice. That's right. And I think, too, you know, there's some there are personal preferences that we have to be willing to lay down. Um, and I think, you know, that's something I, I am really trying to work on because in some very specific areas, you know, for example, um, I, I prefer if I am talking to somebody, I prefer short, blunt answers. That's how I prefer my questions be answered. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who, you know, if you're, if you give a short to the point answer, that to them is is rude or it comes across as rude or it comes across as angry. And I, I don't understand that. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to be, uh, more aware of that. So that, because I don't want people to think I'm, I don't care or I'm being rude or, you know what I mean? And so, but again, this is the, this is a time where it has to be, this can't be a moral ought for myself or for the listener because it wouldn't be fair for the person I'm speaking to, to make their feeling that, you know, I shouldn't be short, I shouldn't be blunt into a moral ought as though I'm sinning because I'm not trying to be, my intention isn't unloving, my intention isn't negative, but then I also need to be mindful of the other. This is the whole idea of laying down your preferences, sacrificing yourself for others, you know. But not out of, not out of guilt or like you said, because the other person would prefer you be more like them in a conversation. But because it should be motivated by love. Right. That's how you love your neighbor. Right. And you have to be careful not to, you know, I think it's so easy for all of us to be little dictators of how everyone around us should think and feel and act. And um, I think one of the biggest things that gets in the way of of unity in the church is that, you know, my moral, my preferences are moral issues. Right. And that's just not true. Um, and of course, when it comes to doctrine, doctrine is not a, um, a preference issue, but like you said, you know, when, if someone's newer to the faith or they've never been discipled or they're coming out of, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, they might not have the same view of everything as you. I think the way to have unity is to have unity in the essentials. Right. Um, so having unity in the essentials well, because that's really allows, the unity that ma- that matters. Right. And it allows for unity despite differences in the non-essentials. Right. So that's yeah. the really, if you want my short, blunt answer, <laughs> because yeah. I, I like to give those. Um, if you want unity um, despite the non-essentials, then you have to have unity in the essentials. The essentials being, you know, who God is, what the gospel is, and how we're saved. Yeah. Um, those are the essentials of the faith. And I really think um, if you agree on those, then... You know, your mode of baptism isn't going to get in the way of us having fellowship and what you think about the end times isn't going to get in the way of us having fellowship and all kinds of things. Young earth, old earth. It's not going to get in the way. It can be a part of how we fellowship or not. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. I was the. The the one thing I was going to say is that. um, 
because here's my huge this is my anticipating this is what the like the world hears what we're saying and here's what I want to make clear okay I'm <laughs> that excited. the world wouldn't want to make clear okay um sin is not personality traits that's right so like if you are more conscious oh, this is a golden calf like, you touch it <laughs> you're knocking it down so so we've mentioned things like summer's a little bit more blunt um and some people can take that wrong mm-hmm. um but they don't need to do that that's just kind of how you are mm-hmm. we all we've given multiple examples of some people are just more this way than the than another way yeah that does not apply to things like worry sin things that are sin. anger <laughs> right there there are no people that we don't need to meet someone on their on their level just because they're a more angry person than your average person <laughs> that's not a, anger is not a right. personality trait right um high strung right worried like i said worried especially yeah. How about, worried i'm just i'm just an anxious person yes, i am just i'm just an anxious person it's no, like no that's mm-mm. not a personality no, type nope <laughs> that's a sin. anything that is sin yeah is not a personality trait right um it might be one of your sinful traits right. but it's not just a matter of well this is just who i am yeah no exactly. you are a sinner but yeah. that part of you if you are in christ is supposed to be mortified and right. killed and repented be, of that is not cast off like being being a little blunt is not something you'll need to be sanctified of right. to be more like right christ right like that's not right that's right you know um but being rude or unkind that's right. different yeah or un, just uncaring right unhospitable there there are so many things that we like to say mm-hmm. i'm just this i'm i'm just um anxious and I get social anxiety and so I can never be welcoming in church I can't ever no you're in sin I can't be welcoming (laughs) no like wrong no like you can right you're essentially what you're saying is I'm my preferences and my feelings are so important that I don't have to love other people how God said right because that's how important I am yeah that's how great I am right (laughs) that's how much I love me and we get we have we all have both we all have Mm-hmm. trait personality traits that are totally fine mm-hmm. and just sort of make up the type of person we are mm-hmm. we all have sin mm-hmm. that we need to deal with mm-hmm. so you know we're not here t- we've never made an episode that we made because we're like all right now that you've all heard that you will no longer be sinning <laughs> way to go i've never struggled with <laughs> any of this before i have arrived but yes this is just this is and it's not even this is not even a caveat I right. just need to say as a part of this yeah. episode mm-hmm. that anything that is sin mm-hmm. does not no. apply. There is no need right. to find, um, like, there's no, there shouldn't be unity celebrated over sin. over sin. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as women, we want unity. We want community so badly right. that, you know, I think it's really easy for us to see a bunch of women kind of behaving badly and bonding over that and then just joining in because we want the bonding because we want the right. community so it's like because gossip is very communal yes you very, really do need many people you to do, do it. very communal and so you know you can see a group of women being like you know talking poorly about somebody or you know complaining whining right um and then you join in because you long to be a part of something you long for the community um and that's something we need to be really 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 it's something we need to mortify 100% right. and not do. There's really, that's not Christian unity right, right. there. Right. Um, and I don't know, just something I think we should really be aware of. 
not Absolutely. not doing. But I really I want to say again because this is really important, and not just because it is something I experience, but it's something I we have to work on in our marriages and all that is you really, really, really cannot make your personal preference into a moral issue. And I think a lot of people have questions like, how can I deal with this interpersonal relationship? How can I deal with this difficult thing? And really the answer is you need to love the other person more than yourself. Right. You need to love Jesus that more than you love you, yourself. What you like doesn't actually matter. Right. You need to be willing to give that up and you need to die to self and you need to be willing to serve this other person and, and, and love them and well, love and them means assume the best of them. Right. And that's so, Oh, we do not do that no. in the social media age. And, and, you know, I'm like, we're not I, even trying to do it. We're not even trying that's the, to that's do it. That's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. The, and we need to take it seriously. You really do have to take it seriously. You have to point out to yourself when you're making ungracious assumptions about people mm-hmm. or when you're not giving people the benefit of the doubt, brothers right. and sisters in Christ, the benefit of the doubt. If someone yeah. is a, has claimed to be God hating and, yeah. and they're they love their sin and, and they, they're very clearly and rebellious. They post about abortion, like yeah. you can infer things that ab- sure. about them. Even yeah. then, you're still supposed to be loving towards them. No one's saying you need to walk around and put a fake halo on people. Right. That's yeah. not the point. But yeah, um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot what I was saying. What were you saying? Well, I just I'm saying you know. Oh yeah, I, people don't just for one day. Mm-hmm try to catch yourself and I'm we can both take this as a personal challenge I've done this many many times one day mm-hmm. try to catch yourself every time you just think even if it's just a person in another car mm-hmm. that did something stupid and you mm-hmm. just automatically assumed they were like a big fat dummy yeah catch yourself every time you think oh this person should right fill yeah. in the blank this person right. should be doing blah 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 right um and that is so that is <clears throat> that's the example I'm giving. I hope I'm making it make sense of what I'm trying to do with the fact that I prefer to me. I think we should all be short and to the point on the internet. Right. I don't. And uh, if someone has a problem with me, I want them to be short and to the point. And to me, that doesn't automatically equal rudeness. So I don't understand why people feel that way or they'll, they'll translate something short and to the point as rude. But what I'm trying not to do is impose my preference on other people. Right. And so I'm trying to be less, you know, a little bit more verbose, I guess, uh, and feel the waters and and try to be aware that that's how things can be perceived. But I also need other people to behave the same way. And a lot of times that's what's happening in our relationships when we have issues is the other person is assuming you should be doing this, but you're assuming you should be doing this. And so there's Mm -hmm. this barrier of like, well, I just don't see it that way. That does, that's not how it reads to me. Um, And we're then our relationships get stunted because we're turning our preferences into, well, this is how everybody else should behave. Right. Um, And it's hard to do like it's hard, but you have to, I think if you love Christ and you're looking to Christ in your relationships, it becomes easier to really truly sacrifice your preferences, your, you know, you set yourself up as a little God all the time who should be able to tell everybody else how to live. And that becomes so much easier to kill when you really are looking to Christ to be the Lord of all of your relationships instead of 
you being the lord of your relationships there we go i have to tell you what eric just texted me because it's hilarious Hmm. clementine said i'm so glad we're not going to winco i hate winco oops hate is a strong word i despise winco (laughs) (laughs) she despises winco She didn't amend her statement because it, there was anything wrong with it. It was just not quite theatrical she, enough. No, she was trying to, to bring the word down <laughs> because hate is a strong word. Yeah. But despise, despise is totally is stronger. <laughs> yeah. Despise what, is, is the more theatrical version of <laughs> yes. hate. Bless her heart. I despise it. I've never been in a Winco. I love Winco. Really? There's one right next to our house. Well, I really don't love all of Winco. Mm -hmm. I like their bulk section. See, because they have, they like in their baking bulk section, they have every kind of flour you could ever possibly want. Oh, that's nice. Um, like every kind of chocolate chip you could possibly want. Everything. That's pretty cool. And you don't have to get. I like that. You know, like when you're friend that has a bunch of dietary restrictions and you like make her some cupcakes or something yeah you you can get like two cups two of cups almond of, flour oh, instead, instead of buying of the five whole package pounds. that's yeah. really cool yeah that might get me to the winco yeah i mean also they have like bulk candy and cereal and oh cereal mm-hmm. hmm. tea bulk tea bulk coffee it's really interesting the other night eric ate a bowl of cereal a bowl of well, okay, I, I just ruined the story, how I told it. Whatever. He ate a bowl of cereal. <laughs> it was Cheerios. And then he came upstairs, and I was like, your breast smells like peanut butter. What did you eat? Oh, I, and like, I couldn't place it, and it was oh, driving okay. me nuts. But you had it in your brain. Yes, and it was so obvious that it was Cheerios, but like, my brain kept saying peanut butter, uh-huh. and it just drove me It was insane. making like a close association or something. Oh, I'm still not over it. I'm so mad. When he finally <laughs> told me what it, what he had just eaten, I was like, oh, man. I had a friend that, um, this isn't a cereal story. It's okay. a story about, you know how you were like, oh, I just ruined the, the story. I did. Yeah, I should have um, pulled it backwards. Though. It reminded me of a time when my friend was telling me a joke, and I don't remember the joke. Okay. I don't even remember the joke, but <laughs> the... A very important part of the joke is that the people in it are cannibals. Oh. (laughs) And that is important to the the, The the buildup and the punchline. Yeah. And it was the one... The one thing. detail that she left <laughs> yeah, out when she told me the joke. <laughs> yeah. And so she like said the whole thing and just looked at me and I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I don't. <laughs> like, so she didn't tell me the, the buildup did not include the fact that they were right. cannibals. But like for it to be funny, it, the punchline needed be... them to be cannibals. Yeah. And she was, I was like, and she was like, oh, wait, I forgot something really important. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yep, uh-huh, that's a really important detail. 100%. That is how kids tell jokes. They oh, yeah. leave out the most important part of the joke. I had a, um, I didn't really babysit him. He was a neighbor kid that I would play with. Like we were, I don't know, we were far enough apart in age to where, we were kind of friends because like we're neighbors, but right. we wouldn't have really ever been otherwise. Um, right. But uh, he used to go, he, this is how he used to play April fool's pranks. He would go, Hey, guess what joy? This isn't really real, but someone broke into our house last night. <laughs> <laughs> April fools. <laughs> 
he would like preface that the prank didn't... by this didn't really happen. <laughs> that didn't work at all. <laughs> we were young. That. Yeah. We were young. That's kind of like uh for, so our thing, we're the family where we want to scare each other. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like there's never a time that I'm walking down a hallway or out a door that I'm not looking for the person that's about yeah. to jump out and mm-hmm. scare me. Um, cause that's who we are. And so January has picked up on this very enthusiastically, but she oh, has no yeah. concept Bless. of hiding. Right. So I. The application's not great yet. Th- no, it's not. So like she'll just be standing kind of like next to a doorway and I'll see her and her eyes are really big and she's waiting for me to come. But like we're literally looking at each other. <laughs> We've already locked eyes. So I know it's coming and I can see it. And so I'll just like look at all like break eye contact and I'll walk through the door and she'll jump out and roar. And I'm uh-huh. like, ah, and she loves it. Like she lives for it. And I feel so bad because she has no concept. Yeah. But like one night, the other night, she ran up ahead oh of me. <laughs> she ran up ahead of me <laughs> to her room because she every night when I put her to bed, she jumps out at me she goes into her room first uh-huh. she doesn't turn the light on and she stands there and waits for yeah. me to turn the light on whatever so but i think she thought i was like coming up right behind her but i wasn't and so i was still doing stuff downstairs and like three minutes later i hear her at the top of the stairs mom i'm going to scare you come on <laughs> it was um, really excuse great. me how am i supposed <laughs> to scare you when you're not coming in my room kids they just so don't funny and it's so great anyways all right well that's it for this week you guys i hope it blessed you or made you think about something weird you're doing so that you stop <laughs> we're all a little weird or start or start doing something, doing something great i don't know <laughs> um you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 and we will see you next week see ya.